What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the game plan. It's NFL Week 13, and we're going to be going over the NFL Week 13 slate, primarily the main slate, the Sunday games, from a betting and DFS perspective. And with me to break it all down, representing the Sharp app, is John Statsational Alessia, top DFS player in the world, professional sports better, and bachelor extraordinaire. What's going on? Yeah, nah, not much, man. Uh, got a busy week. We got a busy week ahead of us. Oh, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of big blowout games. I know you're going to be betting some dogs here, so there's a lot of heavy underdogs, and I'm excited to hear all those plus uh, points plays coming out of you. We got some DFS going on this weekend as well. Exciting week, so um, let's jump right into it. I, I did want to mention, of course, uh, if you actually like a like a really cool thing happened. Really cool thing happened, and this has been happening a lot uh, over at the Sharp app, which is um, you know. People using that Proptimizer tool. Ooh, that's not good. Wait a minute. People using the Proptimizer tool or the, um, you know, the, the the top props have been getting limited at their sports book. Check this out. Snoop Dogg. Um, limited on prize picks. That's how much ass the Proptimizer is kicking over at Sharp App. So uh, if you want to get limited by your sports book, a good way to do it is to check out Sharp App and that Proptimizer or John's top prop place. So, John, let's get into NFL Week 13 here. And um, got a fun slate of games set for Sunday. The first one I want to talk about here is a really close game. It doesn't, I mean, it actually has some DFS appeal, but it's the Colts at the Titans. This is basically a pick 'em or the Titans plus one, depending where you look. Close game. Um, you know, Titans have issues at uh, QB, Colts, you know, rolling out Gardner Minshew. They're both mediocre teams here. Um, do you have a side to take on this one? Titans plus one at home. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would lean towards the the uh, the Colts here. I uh, don't love the game as far as betting wise goes, but we are seeing um, the money move a little bit in the Colts favor. I mean, they're actually favored now in this game on the road, which I, I think screams Colts are the bet. Uh, Tennessee, I just, I haven't liked what I've seen out of the quarterback. Um, I think we had a little bit more expectation after that first game, like kind of looked like this kid was going to go off, but, but they're not, they're not very good. And I think, I think the Colts are just, to me, I, I still have Tennessee as a favorite, which is what's leaning me towards taking the Colts because I just think the fact that this line is flipped and, and the Colts are now favored in this game. I think that's a strong indication that the Colts are in play. Yeah, I, listen, I I feel that the Colts, um, the Colts have their full sort of array of um, offensive capabilities. I don't think losing Jonathan Taylor really affects the Colts' offense at all. Um, they're still going to be good. They'll slide Moss right into that spot, and um, yeah, Levis is kind of weak. So so basically, the entire Tennessee offense really relies on Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's fine. I'm sure he's going to play well here. I think this will be a close game. But yeah, I would lead, I would lean Colts as well in this one. Um, as far as some DFS angles, I mean, Moss is an all-in play this week. He's a player that you could pretty much put in every single lineup and feel pretty good about your chances of um, making value against his absurdly low salary on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Mean, more, more of an all-in on FanDuel even than DraftKings, but, but it's all-in. For me, you could just have him in every lineup. He will be a free square 
Uh, when I take a look at the power rankings, it agrees your your power ranking sheet, John. It agrees, and you know the Colts are set for 122 rushing yards in this game. Titans defense has not been spectacular versus the run um, as it might have been in the past. It's pretty pretty close to neutral here, or allowing five fewer yards per game. So it's basically a neutral defense versus the run. I like that. Um, as, as far as other pieces on this, in this game, I don't like anything from the Titans. I think Derrick Henry is playable. Derrick Henry needs two touchdowns to make value against the salary. So when you're playing Derrick Henry, I played a ton of him last week. He got the two touchdowns made value, but he needs the second touchdown to get there, which he could do in this spot. So I don't mind it, but it's probably like a 20% or 15% outcome, um, for him to get there. So I don't love it. And, of course, the pass catchers from the Colts. Both guys are just getting peppered with targets. Gardner Minshew doesn't spread the ball around all that much. He's throwing to Downs. He's throwing to Pittman. So each guy in line for 10-plus targets. I loved them both last week. Both got 10-plus targets last week. Downs didn't do as much with his targets, but that's just that's just chance. So um, I don't I like the, the, the Colts in general on offense in this game for DFS. They will be a team that I will have a lot of exposure to. Um, all right, second game on the slate. Chargers on the road taking on the Patriots. The Patriots look like they're shifting to Bailey Zappi for this one. Different quarterback, same old shit results, though. But different quarterback, so that's fun. Um, the Chargers are five-and-a-half-point road favorites. Um, John, does does the, do the Patriots get any sort of, like, I don't know, excitement boost from switching the quarterback, maybe. I, I don't even know if it's been announced, but I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not the first time he's been in there. So I don't think this is I don't I don't think they get much of a boost from it. Uh and he played a bit last week as well. Not well. Um yeah, I mean the sharps like the Chargers on this game. I'm actually gonna be taking New England though. I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking the points. Uh, you know, I I don't think it has anything. Well, it does have a little something to do with the quarterback. I just don't think it's like a the the narrative that it's going to be a team rallying around the new quarterback i mean it they it do can't hate, be worse they do hate mac jones so like they I do mac jones is like yeah there's not a lot of love there for mac jones yeah I, no I, I think like individually the players dislike him yeah no i mean I, I you get that impression yeah um so i am going to take even though the sharps took this one at minus five i'm, I'm going to go against the sharps uh i'm taking this one at plus five and a half on the charger uh, i'm sorry on uh on New England, uh, it it's always one of my favorite things to kind of fade the Chargers um, as road favorites. Uh, that's another disappointing team, and they've been disappointing for the last couple of years. No different this year. So I just think it's too many points for a Charger team that I don't I, I feel is basically a mediocre team against a New England team that's better than what the record shows. I think maybe they they'll be a little bit better here on offense. It's not gonna be a ton better, but I think they'll be a little bit better. And maybe you're right. Maybe they do come out and play a little bit. Uh, inspired not having uh, Mac Jones in there, but I think it's just too many points. Five and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points on this one. Yeah, on the DFS side of this one, um, Ramondre Stevenson had a a monster week last week, and it's a great matchup for him. I, I you know if I was going with your Patriots plus five approach, if you think the Patriots are gonna keep it close, don't you think Ramondre would be the guy who would be carrying that team to sort of keeping it close? Yeah, I mean, I. I yeah, I think so. I think that's probably the way you're going to go. I, there's not going to be, I mean, the Chargers should do okay um, as far as from their from their wide receivers. And I think New England 
yeah, I don't. You don't like the pass game. You don't like the wide receiver. So if they're going to keep this game, if they're going to stay in the game, I think it has to be Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, on that side. And of course, the Chargers only only feeding two guys the football right now. Keenan Allen. So even in a forty point total game like this one, which is not good, um, uh, Keenan Allen and or really or Eckler could could get there. It will probably be one of the two. Um, I would lean Eckler in this spot, but I mean Keenan Allen's seeing fifteen targets a game. They have no one else to throw to, so. You could go back to those guys, even again in a low total game. I, I don't mind it. Uh, they're very, uh, especially both of them are kind of expensive. Although Eckler's price is, you know, on the decline, he hasn't been delivering. So I just like a lot of the other running backs on this slate, and I probably won't go crazy with Eckler because I, I don't think you need to. Um, so it'll be probably um, some Keenan Allen exposure just because you need to get some when he's getting 15 targets. Um, all right, more exciting game, and this one is one of the better games on this slate. So we finally get a nice total on a close game. Um, the Lions are at the Saints. The Lions are four-point road favorites in this one with a 47-point total. Now, um, John, four-point road favored Lions. I, I mean, the Lions are a much better team than the Saints this year. They're only favored by four. Will you break your trend and, and give me a, well, actually you gave us a favorite already, but um, is this, this feels like a spot to take the Lions. I mean, that that's the public play. Uh, is yeah. that the public play? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the public everywhere. Public's all over, uh, all over the Lions. I think this, this one's kind of a no play for me, but if I had a lean, it would be on the Saints. I don't like laying um, this many points. Pretty, uh, you know, you've got a decent defense with the Saints here. Um the Lions, the one thing, you know, they're coming off the uh, just a terrible loss at home on Thanksgiving. Um, so you do look for a little bit of a bounce uh, bounce back. They've lost the last couple of games against the spread. So possibly uh, a little uh, a little regression here. Maybe they bounce back off of that. So that's what's kind of uh, leaning me off of maybe playing the game. Normally, if they weren't coming off this loss on Thanksgiving, I would have I, I would have the Saints in this game. So I do lean a little bit more towards the Saints. Like I said, playing as poorly as they did, having the, the long layoff, um, I do expect them to bounce back, but I just think that number is going to be uh, – that's a little too tough of a number for me to get behind. Saints would be my lean. When I'm uh, looking to see if we had any any uh, sharp action on on the game, I know we don't have any on the sides, but, uh, yeah, like I said, the the uh, public is all over the Detroit side of the, of the game. So um, the sports book that we look at, they need the Saints to cover, actually, and the public is on uh, is is on Detroit. So if you want to fade the public, you're going to be on the Saints in this one. I will be rolling with the public, except as usual, I do like to squeeze a little bit of extra um, extra pointage out of this one. So for me, I'm going to just move that line to two and a half. I will pay that juice, and I will assume that the Lions will win this game. Um, I think they'll win it comfortably. The Saints probably without Olave in this one, maybe without Rashid Jeet. There's like too many players out for the Saints right now. They have no one who can catch a pass. It's going to be one of those just games where where outside of Kamara, and Kamara could go bananas. This is a spot where Kamara could out of nowhere go crazy just because they have no one else to throw to. Again, I don't know how much of that I'll get to, but because he's so expensive. But this is one of those. They have no one else to throw to. I think this might be a Taysom Hill does a little some damage kind of game as well. They just don't have offensive pieces. 
Um, Jawan Johnson, like they're going to have to throw to Jawan. So there we go. What do you got there? A little, little spaghetti carbonara? little uh, pasta fajol? No, no. I'm actually making meatballs in a bit, but no, I just got a little, uh, just a little regatta that I doctor up with some uh, olive oil. Yeah, you know, just a little light lunch. Little 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 bowl of cheese and olive oil. It's a yeah. nice light light start to the day. Yeah. I like it. Cheese and olive oil. Um, all right. Next up, the Falcons take on my beloved New York Jets at home here in New York. The Jets are two point home underdogs in a thirty four point total game. Gross. Um, the sergeant, Tim Boyle, still heading up the, the Jets' offense. Didn't look that good last week, John. Um, but, yeah, I think just defensively alone, we might be able to get this uh, win. And taking the Jets plus two seems like the move here. What do you think? I like it a whole, whole lot more on the tees. I, I don't mind teasing the Jets up here. And I mean, you, you got to think this game stays pretty tight, especially with that, that total. Uh, the sharps actually hit it earlier in the week on the under, and so that that's driven it even lower than where it was. I think it was 35. They got it down to 34, 33 and a half now. Um, I mean, I can't remember a, a time in the NFL, in in certainly not in recent memory, where we've had this many totals, like sub 36 totals. It, I, I think we've had more sub 36 than we've had uh, above a 56 total this year. I don't know that we've had an, a, even a single game above 56. We might not have. I can't. Yeah. I can't think of any. So. It's uh, it's just the nature of the NFL right now. You've got a lot of really bad quarterbacks in the league. Wait, and, let me yeah. let me back you up though. On that note, I catched a pizza bet last week on um, Eagles uh, Bills to go over sixty. I saw that. Yes, little pizza, fucking got me a grandma pie up in the house after that one. That was a, that was a that was an easy one. We took the we took the over. On that game, loaded up in DFS, core play Josh Allen, core play, and then and I I don't know that I've had a core play QB all season long. That was the first, and then we loaded up at the betting window, made up for the DFS. Uh, you know, any DFS losses that came in were made up for at the betting window. It was pretty good. I saw but, you. I, I saw you in the Sharp App Discord all pumped up yeah i get excited when i when i when i i normally take just just as a general if you guys aren't in the sharp i normally take like safe bets i'm not a big like let me go for the plus 400 spot uh more often than not i just like to win these bets but uh, i couldn't help it that one was uh that felt like the play of the year well i saw you in the did you take the money line on tonight's game yes as part of a parlay, but there's oh, no way okay. to show right. the parlay. I was going to say, there's no way you took that just on the... Uh, no, 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 no. no. It, there's no way to show a parlay. Like, I was trying to do a parlay and show it in the app so that people could follow along, but right. it just... I have a... I, I like to do a... These teams are all going to fucking win parlay, right? Yeah, I know you're you're a fan of those. Uh, yeah. Big, the big favorites and... They, when I do it... Lose. When I do it on the sports book, John, I don't move them to Moneyline. I, I move those... You just... I can't quite show it on the app, but I move those numbers to numbers I feel good about. Like right. usually within three, two and a half, those kind of numbers where I'll, 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 I'll still take some of that. I'll still eat some of that uh, juice, but not, not all of it. So I don't do them money line, but I'll, I, you can't quite show that in the app. So yes, I do have my classic 
these teams aren't going to fucking lose parlay for this week. I, like I got to throw the, the F-bomb in it. Like, they're not going to fucking lose. Last week, another one that I had, and I might go back to this one, by the way, is um, uh, CJ Stroud, and I had a funny name for it. Like, um, the Stroud goes wild. I called it. The Stroud goes wild. Yeah, and it almost hit, except that fucking uh, penalty against um, Tank Dell, where he actually caught the touchdown. Like, I had overs on Dell and Collins and, and Stroud, yards, all of that. And it was about to hit. It was plus 700, something crazy. But that one callback, you know, the Stroud didn't go as wild as I needed him to. No, no. I'm going to do it again this week. Going go, back go. to it. I got, uh, well, you know that league that league that we're in. I, I got a legit shot to hit this season-long thing. I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. John... As you know, the NFFC championships is like in the top 50, which is that's the biggest fantasy football contest in the world in terms of raw dollars. I mean, I'm sure some of the like the best ball contests, maybe on underdog are might be a little larger, but this one is an expensive entry. I think it's $400 and there yeah. are, you know, many, many thousands of people in there. Ten, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's like 5,000, something like that. But yeah, I'm sitting in like the top like 25 or something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And the best was that they ripped your your draft. After oh, they the killed live me. stream was ripping your draft, which is killed hilarious. Me. That's they, why you don't listen to live stream bullshit. And and after your draft, it's like if somebody loved it, it's probably too chalk anyway. Well, when you too, if when you participate in something like that, you I'm not trying to win the league. I'm trying to win the 250 thousand. So to do that, I can't draft like everyone else is drafting because. It doesn't, it's like playing a GPP basically. So when everyone went with wide receivers, I went running backs, quarterbacks and tight ends. And then I, I said, well, fingers crossed. I can pick up some wide receivers later one off the, off the uh, waiver. And I got tank Dell early, which is a huge help. That's huge. But you know, you know how it is. If you don't hit your first round picks in these leagues it's really hard. So I got McCaffrey with the two pick, which they all thought I was nuts. They're like, how do you leave Jamar chase out there? But you know, that's why a lot of people who have the two, they show you like where you drafted. The two pick people are all toast. Two pick people are all out yeah. because they, they have Chase or Jefferson or, you know, one of those guys. So uh, you got to go different. And, um, and I've got Hawkinson at the, at the tight end and I've got Hertz. I mean, listen, Hertz is good for three touchdowns a week minimum. So either throwing or, you know, he's going to throw two, run one in. And on a good week like last week, he gets you five. A big thing in those kind of leagues is having two healthy quality quarterbacks. This year has been brutal for um, quarterback health. I, you know, I, I based my a lot of my strategy this year around um, Fields, DJ Moore, which is great, except for there were, you know, Fields getting hurt for a big chunk of the season and sucking for the first three weeks. So you might as well have lost Fields for like eight of the twelve games because of the suckiness at the beginning and then um, the the injury, and so it just kind of ruined those teams. But Let's talk DFS and bets, John. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there's nothing going on on this Jets-Falcons game uh, from a DFS perspective that has me interested in all. And, I, you know, outside of both defenses, you don't want to fuck around with games with a 34-point total. So yeah. let's move on and talk about Cardinals-Steelers, um, where, where, <laughs> where the Steelers I, – I, I, I can't wait to hear your play on this one. The Steelers are five-and-a-half-point home favorites here. Okay, the team the game has a 41 point total. You know, initial thought is gross, right? Um, Steelers have a couple pieces that might be interesting, you know, like the running pieces, but they're full splitting them, full splitting. 
And then the Cardinals. Um, wow, I'm shocked that they're five and a half point underdogs here. What do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, I can't, I, I, I can't bat the uh, favorite. I can't bat Pittsburgh as a five and a half point favorite. I, I just think it's too much. I like Arizona plus the points. Um, seems obvious. It, it seems too obvious. I mean, the yeah. public's on this one as well. So the public likes Arizona. The book needs, uh, the book needs Pittsburgh. I don't know. The, I never thought this line would be as high as it was. I thought this, I thought three and a half maybe. So that's what's kind of, you know, when I when I feel like I'm off on a line, and then the public is also jumping on that line as well, I'm probably wrong here, right? Because yeah, is it? Uh, should we just be doing a dog teaser, and and just instead of trying to figure this one out, just go. Just add add seven to this and the Jets. And, no, and, and I don't like that bet. either. I mean, I I prefer like you want a pizza bet it. I'd prefer just taking Arizona like minus three or something like that. I'll go the other way. Yeah, yeah. I, I would rather do that. Like now, I don't like crossing the zero. I hate doing all that shit. But I think this is one like Arizona just wins the game, or or they or the the uh, the book is totally right, and you know just Pittsburgh just just blows them out. So I don't mind. I don't mind just either taking taking either side like i just don't think the five and a half i think this one pittsburgh we're either dead wrong which is kind of like my instinct tells me we're i'm probably dead wrong since i agree with the public and i think the line should be lower um which means maybe pittsburgh just wins this one by double digits but i mean all logic is telling me arizona is you know I just think the record for Pittsburgh is not nearly as indicative of the quality of this team. You look at my power rankings, they're not very high. They're in the 20s or something like that. So you got a seven and four team. I mean, it's just an anomaly with this team. But when you look at the you look at their schedule, I mean, obviously they're a favorite this week. They're a favorite again next week. They've got a they're they're uh I think they're an even bigger favorite next week. I'm I'm trying to remember off the top of my head because I was looking at Survivor Pool. So I mean, you're looking at a team that could be a 10 or 11 win team in Pittsburgh, potentially winning that. They're not going to win that division, but they potentially could. And a team that, I mean, it's not a very good team at all. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that you're you're getting uh, that that's happening this year. It happens every year. Kind of the bounce of the ball goes one team's way. Uh, still plenty this of years, to go, but are they this year's Vikings? Like, yeah, you know, the, the Vikings, I was going to say that, but the Vikings were a better team than this. Yeah. You These know, guys are won 13 games. They probably should have won nine or 10 reversion uh, for the mean. Don't I, I, you know what? I love that bet. I think you take Arizona, you go the other way, Arizona money line here, plus 200. They're going to yeah. win. The, they, they win the game. Shitty teams like the Steelers and they are not good. Um, I like that. They fired didn't, uh, like an offensive coordinator and, and all that's great. Um, but shitty teams like the Steelers, this bad of a team, they don't finish 11 and, and four or, or 11 and six. Like they don't finish like that. This the reversion to the mean needs to happen. They've been squeaking out wins, mir miracles. Reversion to the mean should probably start to happen. And I also think Arizona's getting a bit of a bad shake. I mean, Kyler Murray's back. He's not that good, but they have all their weapons. That team is in full health. Yeah. I mean, as. You know, they, they got beat up last week. My mother actually won her survivor pool last, last week. She won it? And she took the Rams. Yeah, she was in. It was like a, I was in it, too. I got knocked out earlier in the year. But uh, I didn't know she won. I got I got contacted from the, the guy who runs the He's like, hey, where that? do I pay your mom? John, John's mom, by the way, is like as big of a gambler. Like, she is no joke. Yeah. She's, she's betting the games. So I call her. I go, oh, you didn't tell me you won. She's laughing. You know, she goes, I said, who'd you have? She's like, oh, I took the Rams. She goes, the Rams own Arizona. So I didn't even... I don't know if that's true, but my, in my mother's head, 
the Rams. Maybe they do. She's like, you should be I'll listening take, to mom. She goes, I'm take. I, she goes, I had it in my head. I had it set. I was taking the Rams. No way. She's like, I didn't like Minnesota, which I didn't either. And a lot of people were on Minnesota last week. So that is a crazy pick. She, yeah, she liked the Rams over, uh, over Arizona and that won it. And that won the whole thing for her. But, uh, but yeah, so, so according to my mom, Arizona was never going to win last week. So this is probably a good bounce back. They don't play well against the Rams. So uh, we'll see them bounce back here against Pittsburgh. What does mom say about this game? I got to ask her. Make a call. Can we prep with the that? Podcast. Can we get mom's picks for this show? That would, that would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, we, we need like a segment. John's mom. Boom. The whole, I, I'm not even kidding. I think those would be great picks. We could get um, her, uh, we, maybe we get her her own uh, piece in the Sharp app. Got to do that. Like a, like a, could follow John's mom's bets right on the Sharp app. Um, all right. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> I've lost my place in this. Um, oh yeah, here we go. So Cardinals, uh, Steelers, some, some DFS angles here. I, I think everybody's in play uh, on both of these teams to a certain extent because the defenses are shit, right? So even this game has a 41 point total, which is bad. But first of all, Greg Dortch was my sneaky play of last week. He got nine targets, John. I, I take pride in picking a 3K player that gets nine targets. He only got 13 points. Oh, geek, you suck. He wasn't the highest scoring cheapy on the slate. So what? Got nine fucking targets. I'll play that every time. Greg Dortch, uh, another guy who's getting nine targets a game, uh, Trey McBride, Treasy McBreezy. Going right back to it, 4,700. You can't buy a wide receiver for 4,700 that's getting eight or nine targets. So why am I going to go away from this tight end that's doing that? I'm not. I'm going right back to it. Treasy McBreezy. So both of those pieces, and of course, the elevated targets last week, find, finally Hollywood Brown, a big part of the Cardinals offense. The one area I don't think I can fucks with are the running backs. As much as the Steelers are a good matchup for running backs, I, I you know, Terminator, Jimmy Connor, split now with a couple other guys. I don't like the scene at all there right now, so I'm probably not going to go back to Connor this week. Um, flip side with the Steelers, is this good of a matchup for running backs as you can get? But can you really, I don't know, Jalen Warren got chalky last week, which was a disaster. Um, he did not elevate his opportunity share at all. It's the same 15 touches per game that he's been getting all year. Najee Harris got the same 16 tar uh, touches per game that he's been getting all year. I expect that to continue. And I don't think either guy will have a very easy time getting you 5X when they're both being used equally. So it's just a GPP only. Like if I was playing a, a, a smaller slate, I'd have some interest. But in the case of this one, it's really not, it's not something I love. I don't know how you feel about those running backs uh, with the Steelers, but the, the only real piece is, uh, you know, both of the wide it's really Fryermuth that was the most exciting. And I, I like him here. So I, I like some of these offensive pieces, maybe George Pickens uh, GPP upside as well. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it, I didn't get it at all. I, I was looking at a lot of a lot of people that were like coring Warren. Like I, I just didn't, uh, I didn't get that play, just because, like you said, I, I have no confidence in either one of them. Like this is a good matchup for running back. If we had a uh, a bell cow type of back in here, we just don't. Um, so I like the matchup, but I can't. I, you just can't do it with the. Uh, you know, you can't go heavy yeah. at least on any one of these running backs. So I, I agree with you on the whole. This is one of the worst games. Uh, that I have on the slate, quite frankly, 
as far as DFS goes. So I, I don't really, like yeah, I don't like the game at all. I don't mind. It's funny. I don't mind a lot of the pieces in this game just because, um, again, not the running backs, but I think there are tight ends that excite me here and some cheap wide receivers, especially Greg Dortch. That's my guy, Greg Dortch. You know why I like Greg Dortch, uh, John? Because he did it last year in this exact same situation. And I've had some success remembering that a guy did it last year and then they're put in the same situation. They do it again. Past performance isn't necessarily an indicator of future results, but it's certainly a good uh, hint that we may get similar results in the future. Use that. It's not like uh, anything else. So, um, yeah, I kind of like some offensive pieces from that game. What was I going to tell you? Oh, yeah, reminder, guys, if you want John's bets, if you want to just tell him, or if you want access to the power ranking sheet that John creates every single week. And of course the Proptimizer tool, which is getting people limited at sports books, not just prize picks, but at your regular sports, but we got a bunch of these, right? Um, for our DFS army people, if you go to sharp app, you, you want a discount. Hey, I already follow DFS army. I'm a member use code DFSA 20, go to sharp.app use code DFSA 20, and you'll get 20% off a, a subscription to Sharp App that includes the yearly or the monthly, and I advise doing the yearly. There's there, it's just a better way to do it. Um, much bigger savings. Things are happening at the Sharp App every single week. Upgrades, new tools, new stuff. This is the ultimate app and website for sports betters. There's a Discord community as well. Mutt, I think, has been pumping out winners nonstop on the props. I think he's ten and one over the last. 11 uh, picks. The, these guys have been on fire. So make sure to check it out. Get in the Discord community for Sharp. Everybody's um, everybody's talking games, talking bets, finding, finding. I actually discovered a secret. I don't even want to make it public, and I won't. I, I shared it in my channel. But what I consider to be a pricing error that uh, one of the big sports books is doing on a certain style of bet that I think we're going to be able to take a lot of advantage of. We're, um, I'll be posting more and more of those in my channel this week, but until they fix it, I don't want to actually make that public. So I'm going to zip it, zip it. Yeah, that's it. Keep it quiet. Um, all right. We're, let's keep going. Our props though. Let me tell you 15% ROI on uh, NFL and, uh, and NBA on my, on, on my top props that I give out, which are based on the prop optimizer. Yeah. I, I follow it every day. And, I'm waiting to get, I'm waiting to get, I, you know, I think I play so much DFS there. They're not limiting me. If just you play. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that happened to me. Um, you know, the DFS outlay is obviously huge, but then eventually, um, yeah, I can't get these props in at the, at the books, the legal books for any, uh, for any significant size. So it becomes I'm, a bit of a trick. I'm still getting around. I guess I'm losing enough DFS money that they're fine with it. Exactly. I'm just kidding. Not well, right. they don't get that DFS. You know, they're just they're just looking for. Yeah, actually, they don't even care. That's DFS. the problem. Yeah, that's the issue with DFS is they don't care win or lose. Um, it's not like the sports book, but let's continue, John. The big game of the week, one of the big ones. There's a few big games here, but um, this I don't know. This is an interesting one. I'm 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 interested in your take. But we got the Dolphins at the Commanders. The Dolphins are nine and a half point road favorites in this one. The um, game total here is forty nine and a half. Now, I want to bring up the power ranking sheet because something interesting is jumping off the page for me, John. And this is your sheet, so you will be aware of this. 
Um, the final column here in the power ranking sheet kind of gives you a matchup rating where like the greener it is, the better, right? So the offensive passing minus defensive passing column is a really important column because when you look at teams that are super green, like for example, Houston, you want to target like all games involving Houston, which we will mm -hmm. because they score a lot. They're not that good on defense. It's like a combination of a great offense and a bad defense. Now look at Miami and Washington. They are two of the highest numbers on this um, offense minus defense. You've got Miami, 74.14. You've got uh, 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 Washington, 83.21. So this implies that both of these teams tend to get into shootouts, tons of offense happening, lots of scoring. Now I go over to the team-by-team team comparison. And, I mean, it's much better for Miami, where 339 yards of passing, 140 yards of rushing. It just looks like an offensive explosion here. Um, Miami side, decent. Uh, I mean, Washington side, a decent 245 yards in the passing game, which is acceptable considering um, how cheap their pass catchers are. So, um, looks like a game to target from a DFS angle, John. Uh, it's probably the best DFS game um, on the slate. So hammer away at game stacks on this one. I think the over is definitely in play four, nine and a half. I think it's too low. I think this game goes over. I also like Washington plus the points. Uh, I think I they're going to put points up and, and stay in this game. I, this is one of my favorite games of the weekend. Uh, the public loves Miami. You know, Miami's coming off. Both of these teams are just coming off blowout win. Well, blow off win and a blowout loss. I love that combo. I love, you know, Miami playing just an absolute inept offense in the jets last week. You had Washington, who's playing a team, played a team that's basically beat the crap out of everyone outside of Arizona um, as far as the bad teams are, are go in Dallas. So they ran into a buzzsaw there. I think this one becomes a, a pretty good game. I think this is going to be actually a, a decent game, and I think it's going to be high scoring. If you want to do the, your, your same pizza bets, I think the over is the way to go on this one Ooh. and look for something over 60 points, something like that. I love it. I love that. I love that approach as well. Like, yeah, everything about this game is really screaming. Play it. Um, I think Washington. So, so obviously this is a widespread. It's a widespread. And it's a lot of times with the widespread game, we, we worry about, Hey, am I really going to play Tua to Tyreek Hill, which is effectively the most expensive stack on this entire slate. Like you can't get a more expensive QBWR combo than that one. Um, it's the most expensive. It needs to smash in order to, to be worth playing it. There have been times when we've seen Miami just like dominate with the run and they don't need as much of this. Are you how How safe do you feel with Tua and how good do you feel about the Tua Tyreek stack in this one? Oh, this is this is one of the best of, of the, the season. This is like, I mean, he's been doing it all year. This game is. Maybe the one or two best game that I've seen uh, on paper going into the weekend. So yeah, I I don't mind. I don't care what the price is. Uh, I'm I'm all in here. John, you know what happens to me when you say that, right? I know what happens to you, I, and I don't like doing that to you, but unfortunately. Uh oh. Boner alert. Yeah, I I mean, I get very uncomfortable doing that to you but you get uh, a visual that that is just uncomfortable but yeah. that's what happens I, I i keep it real with the audience me and rihanna 
she knows me. She knows my 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 what she knows what excites me. And I get excited when I see two teams with all that green in the offense plus defense column facing off against one another. Um, I also love that Houston uh that that the Washington is at home for this one. You know, the home teams are able to stay in it longer. You're much less likely to have like an epic meltdown Denver style um that they did on the road at Miami early in the season. You just don't see it. The teams at home stay in the game. They keep it close. What about Brian Robinson Jr.? Any interest there? B Rob? No one's playing him. Uh add him to my list. Too much offense. Yeah, small, small. Yeah. A lot of offense is going to be happening in this game. The more I think about it, the more I think even even like no one's going to own Brian B Rob. That's cool. What about all right? So Miami side, obviously. Um, you know, we got to still wait on the running back situation. The running back is fluid. Uh, I, I don't know that Raheem Mostert has even practiced this week yet. There's some something going on there. Jeff Wilson Jr. I, I like Jeff Wilson Jr., but Devon Achan might come back. So we need to see what goes on with that running back spot before we can really get it figured out. Um, I liked Jeff Wilson Jr. when I thought, it, as long as one of Achan or, or Mostert is out, I actually thought he looked great last week and he looked like the better running back out there. People forgot about Wilson Jr. But coming into the season, he was the same as Mostert. It wasn't like Mostert was. Well, I thought he was ahead. I thought I yeah. thought he was going to be the guy ahead of Mostert. Um, you know, it's just Mostert's played well. Mostert hasn't, you know, I follow closely because again, I have Mostert on that league, on that league. So I yeah. watch him pretty closely every week. He hasn't looked that great. He just gets, in, he's been getting in the end zone. Yeah. Like, no, you're right. He, I thought Wilson looked better than he did. He looked great early in the season, but we know Mostert is a old guy who breaks down and sorry, Raheem fans, but like the dude is over 30 and he is not, you know, he's not a, a, a durable back. So I think that he starts to break down a little bit. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. Steps up. So, uh, but HN might come back. The, the running back situation might be how you win the tournament this week. Like if it goes a certain way, this will be how you win the tournament. It could be HN explosion week. It could be Jeff Wilson Jr. finally gets it done for cheap. I had this crazy idea of Jeff Wilson Jr. and Zach Moss in the same line to play all the fucking studs, all the studs, because you get those two cheapies in there. So a um, couple different ways to go from a DFS angle here. But I think the running back situation in Miami is super critical. And the nice thing about Miami is you don't really need to worry about like other guys. It's pretty much just Tyreek Hill and you know, Waddle is so expensive. He could be played, but it's it's never a comfortable button click on, on Waddle. He's just not uh, in a role that has produced enough. His, his, his overpriced, uh, unfortunately on, on DraftKings. I'm not, I actually don't know where he's priced on FanDuel because I forgot, but um, he's definitely overpriced on DraftKings here. Love this game. Love that you love it. Now you made me love it more. I'm elevating all of my thoughts on this thing. If for you know, you made me love it more. I love it. Good stuff. Um, all right. Where were we? Loading up on that one. And 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 um and just to clarify again, you like the commander side of the bet. Yes, absolutely. Keep it close. Yeah, absolutely. A comfortable bet this week, the commanders. Yes. I like it as well. And again, if I was doing that crazy um, teaser, which which now I'm thinking I don't even need to do, I might do one of those, and then I'll do the the pizza bet money lines on some of those games that we talk about. But um, if I'm doing if I'm doing the teaser, I think yes, you're adding to commanders in this one instead of reducing the line on Miami. With that being said, Miami wins this game all day. No no worries, they will win this game. They should win the game. Yeah yeah. Um, 
All right, let's move on. Four o'clock. Wait, no, no, no. Oh my gosh, I almost skipped the second most yeah. exciting game on the slate. That would have been a disaster. Love this one as well. We've got the Broncos at the Texans. 47 and a half point total. Texans, three and a half point home favorites. I've got to play on this one too. Um, the total here is 47 and a half. Now, John, I'm going to throw this one to you first. So the hot Texans at home, taking on a Broncos team that's looked a lot better, um, you know, in the, in the second part of the first half of the season. They've looked great winning games. Can they keep it up here against a red hot Texans offense? That's also a pretty good defense. I love Denver. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. This, this is a totally different team. Now this is a different team. Um, Denver plus the three and a half uh, all day long for me. Uh, I like this one. I think the, well, not think I know the public's on Houston for this game, which makes me feel even better about it. I love when I like a side that the public is against. So yeah, for me, give me the three and a, especially sitting at that three and a half. I love it with the hook. Um, this, this is one of the biggest changes in a team that I've seen. Um, if you take away the first, whatever it was, five, six weeks of the season from Denver and what they've done essentially over the last five weeks of the year, uh, two totally different. This is a team that's on its way to the playoffs. It looks that way. Yeah. I mean, they, listen, they have real wins against um, good opponents. Yeah, this is a much better. I mean, the defense is playing good. Everything that happened to them in that Miami game is like that is a distant past. What do you think? Uh, I mean, so the, when you look at does... the when you look at the power rankings, you have to take that with a grain of salt because they're not going to be able to improve as much based on uh, because you've got that Miami game that's weighing in on them. Um, to, I do look at like the last this. five when I look at some stuff in the last five, um, just from a DFS standpoint, and they are they're. Uh, they're just far better. So like you, you see them, um, you know, if you look at their, uh, obviously their rushing defense and whatnot, the rushing defense is still not great over the last five, but it's, it's far superior to what it was. This has been one of the best teams and a DFS from a DFS standpoint, they're the second best team against the quarterback in the last five games. They are the third best team against wide receivers in the last five games. Uh, they're running backs. They are the, uh, they're what, uh, fourth best running back, points wise um offensively in the last five games so this is a totally different team than we saw earlier in the year i think this i i think they probably win the game but i'll take them plus the three and a half crazy um i do like the texans side of this one because they can score quickly and I'm not sure that what we've seen the last five weeks from Denver versus the beginning, I think they're somewhere in the middle. So we'll have to see how this one goes down. But um, those are really interesting notes. My On the DFS side, I think there's a lot to like in this game in general. Um, starting with Javante Williams. Javante is just in a great, great spot. Um, he has elevated himself into the workhorse RB1 for the, for the Broncos. So he's one of my favorite running backs on the slate which would be helped if the Broncos were winning this game, John. So I hope that you're right from that sense. Um, could totally happen. Um, on the flip side, you know, Tank Dell and Nico Collins just continue to get it done um, as 1A and 1B for this offense. There's no real delineation. I, I haven't quite figured out which is the WR1 as of yet. 
I don't think they know who it is. I think it's 1A and 1B, and you can switch who the 1A is to the 1B every week. It seems a little bit like Tank Dell might be a just a just a hair ahead of Nico Collins, especially considering Dell is a rookie and, and he's doing everything he's doing relative to you know Collins being um, a veteran out there. I'm not in love with the passing attack of the Broncos still, and I think that's one of the areas where I'm just not sure about it. It seems like, though, if you're going to play any one of them, it's Nico Collins. Uh, not Nico Collins, sorry. It's um, Sutton. Yeah, Cortland Sutton. It's yeah. C. I, you know, letter names. It's Cortland Sutton, and that's it. Um, yeah, Jerry Judy's just really boring yeah. at yeah. this point. Yeah, he's just not that guy. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm pretty. I mean, the book is not closed on Jerry Judy being a fantasy asset, but he's in the you know he's he's going the Juju Smith Schuster route of down. Right. The career arc is not looking like he is going to elevate into somebody who is relevant for fantasy. Unfortunate. Um, but yeah, it's either Corlton Sutton or, or bust pretty much. And, but it's Javante Williams on that side of the ball. Wh what do you think about Devin Singletary uh, on the other side? Obviously, the, the Broncos have been a little better versus the run, but Devin Singletary had a couple of smash weeks last week. It's tough to say. He and he and Pierce Pierce came back, and it's kind of a split. It's kind of a split. I don't think I like it as much when there's a split there. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's going to be uh, usage dependent. I agree with you there as far as the split. Um, while they have been better against the run, it's not. This isn't a, a situation where you're certainly avoiding them. So I still like to target running backs against Denver, but um, yeah, in this situation, I think it's a little it's a little tricky with uh, with the usage. Yeah. I think Javante for cheaper just makes more sense. I, I don't see any. Yeah, he's in a good spot that. too. Yeah, this this is just a good spot all around. I, I I love this game from a DFS standpoint. There we go. That's what I want to hear. Um, so uh, I don't care who wins. I just want lots of points being scored. Um, I do think Stroud is one of the better QB plays on the slate. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to be playing a lot of Russell Wilson though. Should I play Russ? Should I get on the other side of this one, John? I don't mind it. Really? I don't mind. You know, the problem. I mean, I do like it from a DFS standpoint, but boy. Denver has the last few weeks has not allowed a lot uh, defensively. So, but I, I still think I still think we will get some points in this game. Yeah, Forty eight total, forty seven and a half total. You know, I, I think it'd still be a good game. Yeah, the team totals there. It adds a risk element. Is this a bet the under spot? I I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's a tricky. The the total's tricky for me uh, on here. But I think you, I think you get DFS. It's tough to ignore this game. Definitely not, but uh, you know, I think it'll be super popular. I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, that other game's going to be. Uh, you think uh, Miami's going to be Miami the Miami game? I think will be the most popular. Although people tend to, no, people tend to get away because that's a nine and a half point total, yeah. and they don't want to take. So yeah, you might be right. This this may be the most popular game because Houston. Uh, I just don't know if the Denver side is going to be as popular. So that might be where you could get some pieces of this game. I mean, they're certainly going to be lower owned than the Houston pieces. So it's going to be people are going to target Stroud and the pass catchers. Yeah. And Javante Williams. Those are the obvious plays. So the the less than obvious plays are going to be Cortland Sutton, maybe um, you know, Singletary, and maybe like a Dalton Schultz type player. I, I don't know who else there even is. Uh, you know, and and of course Russell Wilson. If you want to get crazy. But Russ probably needs to run one in, which he could do to, to get there for us and help us win a tournament. A um, couple games left on this main slate, John. Uh, and we will get to another potential 
excitement game. But before that, <laughs> we have to go through a couple of turds. So uh, Panthers at the Bucks, Bucks at home, five and a half point home favorites. The game has a 37 point total. It's gross. What do you think here? Yeah, I mean, I I've got this one in my in a, in a survivor pool that I'm in for like 600 grand. I'm, I'm with partners, and I've got to take Tan. Like, I mean, I don't have to. I could take one, obviously, but one of the larger favorites I have is Tampa. But I like Carolina to cover the to cover the line here. I like the five and a half with the Panthers. I think they, you know, this was the best game. They didn't score points, but it was the best game that Young's probably played um, was last week. I don't have a lot of confidence in Tampa to be able to blow anybody out. So I, you know, I just think I'm going to be sweating this game out all weekend, uh, all Sunday, I should say in my survivor, we're down to just not that many people for a lot of money. So, um, I would probably be hedging this one anyway, but I like it just straight as a bet. I like the Panthers plus the five and a half. And I think we had some money. Um, do we have money on this one as far as now we didn't, we nothing on this. I thought we had something on the total, but oh yeah, we do actually the under was hit by uh, the sharps. So sharp money came in under on this game. So they're they're thinking kind of grind it out. I love the uh, under type of game. Yeah, you like the under on this one? Yes, yes. Yeah. Neither of these teams can score. I, I can totally see that yeah. as well. Uh, I, I like that under. Um, and I I think this is going to be a tight. Game. I think this is like this is a field goal game. So I'll take the five and a half points. Yeah, I I don't mind the spread there for that reasoning. It's a good it's a good thought process. Um, you know, it's tough because you it's tough to run on the Bucks and the Panthers aren't that good at throwing. So so it, that's going to be a challenging situation for them. The flip side is it's really hard to pass on the Panthers for some reason this year. I have not figured out why that is, but if you take a look at the power rankings for this game, you're going to see the Panthers are actually limiting wide receivers to some of the fewest yards of any team on the season. Let me pull it up here. They will be at the bottom of this list, but um, yeah, somehow they're limiting uh, posing wide receivers to 45 fewer yards per game than their average, which for perspective is, you know, top three or four in the league in that category. So people are just not, teams are just not throwing and producing against when they play. I, I'll tell you the reason why, John, actually. I know the reason why. The Panthers are playing a style of defense where they are just dropping an extra man back into coverage constantly. They feel like their best chance to win is to slow the game down, force the opponent to run the football, and you're going to run the football when you're only getting seven or six-man fronts, and, and you, it's tough to pass on that, so people run against them. And that is their approach to the game. they just slow, methodic, let's slow it down. We can't score that quickly. Let's make it take you a long time to score. Make a mistake, get the third down, stop a pass, and, and, and sort of turn the uh, football to the other team. That's the style, and that leads to running goodness for whoever the rusher is, hello, Rashad White. We already like Rashad White. He's doing a lot all season. It's a good matchup for him and him alone. So that is the only DFS play that I have really any interest in. I will say that Thielen has come down in price, and it's a really good matchup for Thielen as well. Like, he just needs that volume at 6K. He's he's come down off of what I would call the ridiculous salary level that he was at. So Thielen has some, holds some appeal in DFS as well, but the top guy in this game is going to be Rashad White. Yeah, I like it. I mean, uh, again, the last five basically reiterates what you said. We know about the season long, but just in the last five, Carolina's been 
really, really good against quarterbacks, wide receivers. But again, they're giving it up against the running back. So I like that. Yeah, there we go. I like I like the agreement there. Um, that that is good. So th that's all we really need in that kind of a game. You don't need to go crazy on a game with a with a fucking thirty-seven point total. So let's not go crazy on it. Um, another ugly game coming up here, John. Before we get to the the beauty of the second slate, I don't even know. This afternoon slate is going to be banana. I, I can't wait to play this one because you will see in a second why. But um, second game, Browns at the Rams. Fucking Browns, seven and four, somehow. Just playing defense. They got the seven and four. Good on them, right? Taking on a uh, five and six Rams team uh, where the Rams are three and a half point home favorites in this one. Um, the total is set at 40. John, three and a half points. Obviously, it's that uncomfortable half point in the spread there. But, you know, I don't even know who the quarterback for the Browns is going to be in this game. Are they going back Flacco. to P.J. Walker? Looks like Joe Flacco. Oh, Flacco. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Flacco's not bad. <laughs> I don't know what to say. He hasn't played all year. He's yeah, coming yeah. off of the couch. He's old. I don't even understand how this is like a game. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like the Rams a little bit. Uh, don't really love it as a play. I just don't understand how the line hasn't moved even further. I guess I I don't know. Uh, I know the Cleveland defense is pretty uh, pretty strong, one of the maybe three four best defenses in the league, but they don't score, and I just I can't see them. I just can't see them winning this game. I, I'm, it's not going to be a bet for me, but three and a half. The 40 and a half looks better. 39 and a half juiced. Uh, I kind of like that maybe to the under. To the I under. Mean, I think that's the way to go. But again, I, it's scaring me that both of those lines, I think the Rams probably should be a little bit heavier favorite. And that I don't know why this isn't a 36 total instead of 39 and a half. Move that number to three. Grab the half point or, or search some sports books to... I don't know. Is there a sports book where that number's at three right now? I gotta check. Uh, no threes. Oh, no threes? Okay. No threes. I see. Ben MGM has it minus 110 at three and a half. So um, I'm going to squeeze that line down to three. I will be taking the Rams. They're going to win this game. Unless, you know, the Rams, there's always a fear that like their whole team gets injured in game. <laughs> My one fear is like Stafford goes down and. And then it's just a disaster. And and against a good defense, like that is a founded concern. But but I think a healthy game for the Rams, they just win it. I don't think they win huge because Cleveland's kind of good at keeping it close and low scoring, which is why I'd want to move that line and just make sure that I that the field goal is enough. Um, or maybe just go money line at minus 185 or something like that. I got to think about an official version of that play, but I like the Rams side uh, for sure. There is no... DFS goodness to be had in a game like this. I don't think, do you like anybody from DFS purposes? And I'm just like, you know, it's not a Cooper cup spot and a gimpy ankle Pooker. No, you know, Brown side, maybe Ford. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Anybody, no. Kyron Williams might be a popular pick. Everybody picked him against the, uh, wait, uh, it was everybody picked Javante Williams or whoever it was against the Browns last week. Like people are targeting running backs against him. Kyron big game. Do you play in him? Um, I don't love the, I don't love the spot. And then coming off that big week last week that he had, um, the, the Cleveland's going to be tough to run on. 
they have been they have been all season. They have been over the last few games. I, I think this is a tough spot for a yeah. running back against. I don't like the price hike um, on Kyron, and and yeah, I don't like the matchup either. And and again, <clears throat> chasing last week, I had a lot of Kyron last week, so I'm not chasing it. But um, yeah, no, I don't like the spot here uh, for him. I'm gonna pay attention to ownership and see how that goes. Have you noticed that ownerships have been really off this season? Projected ownerships across the industry. Yeah, like wildly off. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know why that. I don't have a good explanation for it, but uh, they have been. Yeah, yeah, it's been. Uh, it's that that has been a thing. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, people watching shows and getting off the chalk that's that's coagulating early in the week. Is that could that be it? Is it is it that now ownerships are so popular and so available that they're now affecting ownership? I don't think so. I don't think so. As a I, guess, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a good. It's, could it be? I say it could be. It's tough when you're in a milli, you know, two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand entries. It's like, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Usually, that's going to be sort of the wisdom of the crowd sort of takes over. And I mean, the 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 uh, the chalky plays do tend to be good. Um, but of course, to win the GPP, you've got to out. You've got to beat the the market. Um, you've got to beat the wisdom of the crowd, which is always difficult to do. Yeah, it's tricky. I don't know what, uh, I don't, I don't have a good answer for you as to why that is, but yeah, I have seen that quite a bit. Yeah. It's just been really, uh, I, I check across everything because I, I, I'm always like, Hey, what does this one think? What does that one think? And I look at everything and, and, um, it's been, it's just been that kind of a year where things have been really off. Like I start to get excited. Like last week, I'm like, oh my God, Josh, Josh Allen only projecting at five, six, seven percent owned all in core play, hundred percent. Right. And then you go into the contest and it's like other people saw that they thought it. And all of a sudden he's 12, 13, 14% in the contest. You're like, damn, okay. I still went over that, but fuck. Right. So I don't know what's going on. It's been, it's been pretty weird. Um, all right. Last game and a great game. On this slate, maybe the best game. We've had a few of the best games, and I like that. I think this one has potential to be the best game, John, or a disappointment. But I think it's going the good way. Of course, I'm a positive person, and so you never yeah. know. But um, this is the 49ers at the Eagles. The Eagles are three-point home favorites, and I think home away is very important for this matchup. The Eagles are at home. Um, 10 and one on the season, 49ers, eight and three. Uh, you know, if the Eagles get this win, John, they will come close to locking down the number one seed. Now, it's not a true lockdown, but this win really puts them in the driver's seat for the number one seed overall, which is more important than ever in the NFL. The number one seed is what you want to be. So for the Eagles, a high-pressure game. This one has a 47.5 point total. So, John, um, taking a look at this game, Eagles are home underdogs, plus three. It's a little insulting. Why are they getting points? Why is this not a pick em? Why are the Eagles not favored? What the fuck is going on? Because they're not a better team than San Francisco. Everyone's looking at the record. You know, they win this game. You're absolutely right. Pretty much. They're going to get the home field. They lose this game. They may not win the division. Like there's a, there's a possible because they still get, they have to go to Dallas in Dallas. Now Dallas has a tough schedule coming up too, but that 
opens that door. Like right now, they're kind of comfortable for the division. Lose this game, Dallas wins to, uh, tonight. Imagine being ten and one and only being kind of comfortable for the division. Yeah, because Dallas has played. You know, they've just Dallas beat, is playing good. Yeah, they played really well against these bad teams, and they get another. You know, a team that's a playoff team, but they're not a very good team here tonight. So, yeah, they're in a situation where they're gonna they're gonna have to. Uh, they don't have to win this game Sunday, but you lose that game, it opens up a lot more things. Like you, you go from the one seed to like the four seed quickly if you uh is it the four or you have the five seed right in the uh, there's two wild cards was it four yeah four divisions and two wild cards right so yeah so uh yeah it's a big difference that and that potential is there and especially the one seed where you're getting the buy like you're getting that buy and the whole field throughout yeah it's a big it's it's a huge game uh but a lot of people i I mean the philly people are just you know they're obnoxious to begin with but then we love the philly people though they're like oh they're you know they were only a three point. They're like, how are we only a three point favorite of Buffalo? I bet Buffalo last week, and you know, and and basically you, that game screws you with Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo just totally outclassed them in that game. A Buffalo team that's looked like shit totally outplayed Philadelphia. Now you got to give Philly credit because it's really the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback's been the 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 guy who's sort of uh, the Eagles' defense has not been as good. It's been shit it last year. Their defense is not that good. Yeah. It's just Hertz has been really good at getting the most out of their drive. So they're getting the most out of the yardage that they, you know, he's not throwing for a ton of yards. He's, he, they're not running for a ton of yards, but they're getting the most. They're they're extremely efficient at what they do. That's partially because they're the best fourth down conversion team. So when they do get a drive going, they get in the red zone. If they're going for it on fourth and short, they're converting at like a 76, 77% rate on, on, four, on uh, fourth down. So that's helping them improve the scoring um but they're also getting a bit lucky there's been a lot of these games that they easily could have lost and i know people are out there you're philly fans like no but they won i'm like football's a small sample size for the entire season right that's just the way it is it's the reason a team like minnesota last year won 13 games and we knew they weren't a very good team i think this is going to be a very I think I think there's the potential for a very sad January for Philly. I think they lose this Ooh. game this week, and uh, San Francisco is just better team. I mean, San Francisco is the best team in football. I don't care. They lost. The, they won that that little bit of a three game skid. When this team is healthy, I don't care. Brock Purdy's not as good as her. like everyone's. They're all running their mouths. This they get revenge here. San Francisco gets revenge on Philly, and they take care of business. They they win this game, and and then they make the East. A whole lot more interesting. Um, are they going to cover that spread? They'll cover. They'll win the game and they'll cover the spread. Yeah, there it is. All right, strong take. I like it. Um, let me bring this around to some DFS angles. When when you look at the Eagles defensively, um, they're better. They're they're quite good against the run, and they're a team you want to throw the football when you play them. And and teams have had a lot of success throwing the football against them. Josh Allen threw for fucking. A ton of yards last week. Touchdowns galore all over the place. The WR1 didn't do as well as the WR2 and the WR3. Um, so when you translate that, when you take that out and you kind of look at the 49ers offense, this is a Brock Purdy spot. Um, this is a Brock Purdy to Brandon Ayuk spot uh, for me. Debo Samuel in the mix, but less good. I think that maybe Kittle finds his way back into relevance again this week as well. So I, I think Debo more of like a running back hybrid. By the way, uh, I don't even want to talk about it. I made a dumb swap last week that I never do, and it cost me uh, a win in tears. 
and it was just like stupid. I just was looking through my tears and I had um, Kittle or I had I had Debo Samuel queued up in one of the tiers with, um, I don't know, it was a nuts play. And there was just no reason to do it. I'm like, yeah, let me throw Kittle in there instead. Let me switch it up. But there was no reason to. There was nothing about that matchup for Kittle versus Debo. And I was like, as soon as I did, it was seconds to the slate. And then within seconds, I was like, I shouldn't have done that. And then, of course, I go back and check at the end. And that was the nuts. So I'm still kicking myself over favoring Kittle over Debo last week. But but I do think that Kittle won't be owned. And this is a passing game environment. How do you feel about Christian McCaffrey taking on this um, Eagles elite rush defense? Like, do we uh, can that be ignored? No, I think, you know, for certainly for what you have to pay for McCaffrey, I think it's, uh, you know, you're probably going to want to look elsewhere in DFS. You know, McCaffrey, I mean, McCaffrey's got the highest floor of anybody. Yeah. Both. I mean, that's that's what makes him valuable. So he's always a great cash play. I think in GPPs, though, you could probably look elsewhere this week. Yeah, yeah. And and um, flip side of this game. So so that's how I kind of doing it. I, I like the Purdy. Uh, I like Purdy and the passing offense for uh, San Francisco. I think this game has a chance to kind of get a little crazy. I also like Jalen Hurts and his pass catchers. Don't care that San Francisco is really good defensively. It just doesn't matter that much. And they are. They are pretty much the best team in the league, the best defense in the league, I would say. Um, but teams are kind of forced to throw a little bit against San Francisco. And there has been some success in hitting wide receivers against San Francisco. Obviously, um, that's how the Eagles are going to have to try to move the football. So Devonte and AJ Brown are fine. Uh, that's just, uh, those two guys, right? They don't have anybody else. So it's just Devonte and AJ Brown that they're throwing to uh, Devonte Smith and AJ Brown that they're throwing to either one of those guys is fine. I think it's gonna be hard to get to AJ with like Tyreek Hill close by and, and you know, that kind of thing, but paying up for it is okay. Last week we saw Devonte Smith, Finally have that that another one of his big games. I think Devontae Smith is heating up a little bit. So that might be the better way to go. That WR2 um, spot here, just a little more under the radar. But this is a game I'm excited for. I'm excited to watch it. I think uh, of the week's games, John, this is the one I'm most excited to watch. And I'm kind of glad that it's at the, in the evening slate where that's the I will have that on exclusively. I'm going to like shut off red zone and just watch that game because Browns, Rams, and Panthers, Bucks are nothing I want anything to do with. Um, real quick question for you. So this is a three. You you max out every single slate for DFS, I assume. Mm -hmm. You do the afternoons. You do the morning. Correct. So there's a three-game afternoon slate here with the Panthers game, the Browns game, and this 49ers-Eagles game. How are you treating the fact that the players and especially the quarterbacks from this game project so much better than the other two. Can you just, are, are you open to the idea of playing an afternoon slate and only using two quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I got no problem with that. Do you think that's a good idea here when the other choices are, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, uh, Bryce Young, Joe Flacco, and Matt Stafford? I do, uh, just because I think I just think you can do it in this in this instance, just because there's such a differential between. It's two of the worst games. Those are the two worst games matched with one of the best games on the slate. So I have no problem pumping it all the way in with uh, with Sam. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to play it. Um, I think that's what you were saying. 150 max yeah. in there. So I'll have 
I'll probably have a little bit. Um, you know, maybe a not little. Not a Flacco. But not I don't even fucking... know if I want to. I might just. You might be right. I might. I might go all. It's not my typical move, but I have no problem doing that. that that's why I'm asking you. I yeah. I preach doing this. Um, we've had a lot of success in DFS Army, um, especially for the 20 maxers. One of the things I've been preaching for like 10 years now, I feel like, but but all year long, really heavily, is if you're just going to do a 20 max contest, you know, suck it up, pick a fucking quarterback, and and go all in, or pick two, but don't try to spread it around. I don't think you can get a ma a spread of lineups that's worth doing in a 20 max by using three, four, five quarterbacks. I think you should choose one, have the balls to do it, and be right about your pick. Um, I don't normally do that in 150 max, although it would be cool to try it because I do think you just elevate your chances of hitting the right rest of the lineup really significantly. Should have done it last week with uh, core Josh Allen. I went like 40%, which was awesome, except for all the double and triple stacks when you just needed him with... Davis, but um, I could see if you had to choose just one and make 150 lineups and you had the choice of Hertz or Purdy and you got to make a choice, which one are you choosing for this one? Uh, I think I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to take Purdy. I know it sounds crazy. Hertz uh, it just, yeah, I'm going to take Purdy on this one. And I and Hertz to me is the Hertz is the CMC of quarterback. Like he's the highest floor guy. Yeah. Because I think we were just talking about. It. I mean, he's going to get you three touchdowns every week minimum. Um, but I'd take a shot with Purdy here. I think they're going to put a lot of points up on the board, yeah. a little cheaper price. Um, There's a significant saving. So yeah. The, so you're going to fit more in. I, I, I like the Purdy side of this one. He might not score as much, but I think he might be able to win with uh, with Purdy. There it is. See, I like it. Um, guys, you're watching the game plan. This is the combination of DFS Army and Sharp. DFS Army for DFS, Sharp for sports betting. We got John Statsational Alessia here, sports better extraordinaire. If you like his stuff, if you enjoy his commentary, and you want to just tail his bets, John's been killing it. Um, if you bet on sports, you know, one great listen to a sharp person who does this for their living, right? All you have to do is sign up for Sharp app. Um, it's $49.99 a month. And you get 20% off with promo code DFSA20. There's no better deal out there. The tools on the Sharp app are as good as the tools for any site in existence. Price picks, sleeper, props, bets against the spread. Also a Discord where you could follow along with Sharp bettors, professional bettors who are scalping value in all their plays and breaking it all down. It's really a fantastic resource if you bet on sports at all. So I encourage you guys to check it out. Um, Sharp.app, promo code DFSA20. Of course, as well, if you want to check out DFS Army, access to the Domination Station, we are adding tools. The Sim Boost, John, I still have to... It's been spectacular. We're rolling it out for other uh, sports. We're rolling it out for tiers and, and showdowns in the next few days. This is a game changer for DFS and for how you optimize for DFS. I believe it levels us, uh, the Domination Station, up beyond... Um, any tool that's out there, tools just don't have this capability, and it is very cool. It simulates a uh, game environment and allows the user full control over that, which is the difference between ours and every other one, which takes control of your lineups for you. So I really think it's awesome. If you want to check out DFS Army, promo code GEEK gets you 10% off your subscription or check out any of the free month offers that we have on the DFS Army website as well. Um, 
That's going to be it for NFL Week 13, the bets, the DFS, the breakdown. John, I appreciate you being here. Good luck this week, everybody.